Welcome home. You're listening to the 180 Church Podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends. Dr. Sammy D. Kim is a Harvard-trained ethicist and co-founder of 180 Church NYC. He is a Yale Hastings Scholar at the Yale Interdisciplinary Center for Bioethics and the Hastings Center, where he explores the inequities surrounding health, immigration, and social policies, along with professional burnout. He is also a regular contributor to Christianity Today. For more information, please visit his website at samdkim.com. Welcome, everyone, in person at Central Park and those watching in different parts of the country and the world online. Welcome. I want to give you a moment to practice some solitude and silence in Central Park, which will be hard, but internally, we're going to press in and close our eyes together. And we're going to exhale and inhale. So right now, let's exhale. Exhale all that's weighing heavy on your mind. All that's distracting you for the most important thing. God's love for you and your love for others. Let it all go in the house of the Lord. And then let's inhale the transcending presence of God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. And let his peace guard us in our hearts and minds. All God's people pray. Amen. So, going into 2022, my wife and I would have been married 19 years. 19 years, right? Yeah. Almost 20. Almost. And my wife and I have been thinking about what we should do to celebrate. But as we grow older, we realize that love is in the little things. Yes, in grand gestures as well, but tell someone next to you in the little things. We looked at the Atlantic seaboard, at the type of Table Mountain in Cape Town, South Africa. We've seen the grandeur of the Palace of Versailles. And probably more importantly, eight baguettes in the streets of Paris. But yet, we find ourselves coming back to just walking around our neighborhood. Out of all places in Staten Island, New York. Holding hands. Talking about humdrum things. Mundane things. Did you take out the trash? Why do the kids always want more things? Or Josh telling us a story while walking our dog Brownie about the story he's writing. Sometimes as you live out through life and as you get hopefully wiser and older, you begin to realize that the little things matter more. But the little things are the things that we often miss. We often overlook. When you're young, you look for grand gestures. But often, the most significant and exponential love measured in life is found in the little things. 
And this could be applied in this passage when Jesus talks about that there is no greater love than this to lay down your life for your friends. A lot of times when we come to the text of the epistle, John, who writes this text literally 30 years after this event, reminiscing about the night Jesus was betrayed, but living with Jesus for three years, John has nostalgia. But a lot of us who read this text exegetically read it incorrectly because when we hear that he would lay down his life, what do we automatically think of? Okay, you can answer. It's not a rhetorical question. But no, it is. You think of the cross. We have songs about the cross. More songs about the cross than any other songs in hymns and worship. Because the culmination of love expressed on the cross seems like the most important thing. Seems like the grand gesture that stakes the gospel on the ground as powerful and compelling. But what's Jesus talking about the cross? When he said he's going to lay down his life for his friends? Yes, the Passion Week was coming. A lot of times we forget the little things. We automatically skim over the birth of Jesus in the incarnation, which is theologically crazy. Tell someone crazy. Crazy, crazy. And we go to the crucifixion. Because when Jesus says he'll lay down his life for his friends, I would argue in contrast that the incarnation, the baby being born in the manger, have the most and the greatest unit and measure of love in human history, maybe in the cosmos. Think about the second person of the Trinity who is omniscient and the speed in which he had to slow down. My oldest son in his room complains constantly, perpetually about how slow the internet is in the house. And we have 200 megabytes per second. When I was growing up, it was dial up. When I was growing up, we dealt measures of unit in the internet speed by kilobytes, which is a thousand times slower. Remember when you had to download a song and it took 10 minutes? Remember when your Dell kept crashing? When you tried to download a movie and it took eight hours? My son complains about 200 megabytes per second because there's a dead spot in the house. Jesus, think about Jesus, the infinite omniscient God, had to slow down his life from faster than light speed being omnipresent and omniscient to literally slowing down slower than in a microscopic level than dial up and living your life for 245 days in that speed. I'm sorry. That's something I can't do. My son can't do. The incarnation is akin to us who have experienced the marvel and the confluence of New York City, the greatest restaurants, the greatest life, the greatest commerce, the greatest fashion. 
and being relegated to North Korea. Can anyone do that? For 33 years. Can some, ask someone next to you, can you do it? North Korea. We're not talking about like an op, like a you know secret op mission, you're in and out in a week. We're talking about 12,045 days. But yet, we focus on the one day. The one day we measure as the greatest sacrifice. This is why it's so critical to realize why love is in the little thing. Why? First lesson we learn from John 13, is John 15, is that because it's always the smallest gestures that usually are disguised as, as the greatest sacrifice. They're in disguise. The greatest sacrifice Jesus made was for every day for 12,045 days in his life, not just one day in his life. A lot of people wonder how Jesus could take the insults, how Jesus could endure the suffering and the excruciating torment and the shame of being naked on a cross. That's because he died every day for 12,045 days, every day. So let me ask you a question. When you think about the little things you do for God, you think about grand gestures. Some, some people tell me in retreats and conferences, should I become a missionary? Will you? No, but I feel like I need to give God more. How about just staying, how about just praying in the morning? Yeah, but that's so small. When my wife makes me coffee in the morning. Is that small? Because when I make her coffee, she doesn't drink it for some odd reason. Are the small things are, they, are the way we express real intent. The big gestures sometimes become a distraction. What are the little things that we're doing that add up to expressing love to even the people around our lives? Do we miss it? the little gestures that our parents give us, our friends give us. And no wonder we're complaining about our life because we're looking for this grand thing that we'll forget anyway. Because let me tell you, I don't remember our wedding. All I remember is that people ate there and we got married. The things I remember as I get older are the small things. Like my wife and I watching Korean dramas on the sofa, ordering Uber Eats. Now that's love and joy. Laughing, crying. How many people cry during these dramas? Because I don't, my wife does, and shame on her. No, I do too. And you know, it's in the little things. And we often miss the little things that are the kisses of God. The units of measure that can actually make a difference in our life. I pray the Spirit will show you the little things you're missing in your life today. And the little things you're not doing in your life today. For the people you love. And the one who sacrificed everything to love us. Not just on the cross. But entered in the incarnation 
through the mundane so he could really understand us. But if you look at verse 11, there's something even more profound. Jesus says, I have told you this so that my joy may be what? In you. And that your joy may be complete. Joy is usually in hindsight. In the moment, we have a hard time living in RM, real time. RT, not RM, that's wrong. We, when we experience something in real time, we can't process it. We're overwhelmed or afraid. But usually our nostalgia, our memory is greater than the event. And that's why Jesus is talking about. Jesus is saying to John and the disciples, one day when you remember what I actually laid down, who I really am, it's going to change everything. My parents, who passed away about a decade ago now, I often visit my area where I used to live in Inwood, in uptown Manhattan, to look through the door of our apartment. Maybe I'll just buy that apartment one day. But one of the things that, that I miss are not the grand things. I don't remember them being at graduations and they were, or buying me a car, I remember, or even buying me a house. I don't turn to those things. My memory often goes to the little things. We have a pot in our house that my mom gave us that the handle broke off. It's the same pot, and my wife treasures this as her greatest treasure. We've insured it. It's the pot my parents and I made doguri in, ramyun, Korean ramyun in. Really humdrum. <laughs> really? It's not like eating at a restaurant. They had a store, they would just bring the lamyun. They would put the jalapenos in there. My dad said, don't forget the eggs. I'm like, that's why I can't eat lamyun without eggs. If my wife forgets the lamyun, I'm just like, what's wrong with you? But we have this pot. And I remember eating just ramyun with my parents. And that's what I miss. Laughing, saying stupid things, getting yelled at, those kind of things, you know? And also watching Korean dramas together. We used to watch Korean dramas together. You know, I envisioned heaven a long time ago as, and I thought heaven will be a place where I get a big mansion where I have a party every day. That's my vision of heaven in my teens and 20s. My vision of heaven today is walking through back of that apartment in the city, quaint, and eating lamyun again with my parents. Maybe they'll have something better than Netflix. Watching some dramas. The humdrum things, you know, the mundane things. Because I rem now I remember it's those little things that mattered. And it's those little things that I want. So why is it so critical to remember? that love is in the little things. 
Second lesson we learn, because the only difference between the humdrum and the ordinary and the sacred is our memory. That's why Jesus says, I've told you this, so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. The memory is greater than the event. Because the first time around, we don't understand it. But 2020 hindsight, we see it and we want it. That is the same with the love of God, the love of Christ, the love of who we love the most. And that's what makes all the difference in our lives. So, question. In our humdrum life, in the mundane, are you missing the sacred? The moments you'll never get back. Dave Brooks, in his book, Second Mountain, says, after the burden of success, New York Times Uprider, New York Times bestseller, all kinds of stuff, he recently came to Christ, said that what he misses most in his life is not speaking at Davos, and Ted, and having the blue check mark on Instagram or Twitter. What he misses the most is the humdrum life when his kids weren't in their teens and they would just make sandwiches on the hallway, take the mayo out and put it on their sandwich. He says, because I was gone most of my life, I miss those little things and that's what I can't get back. And that's what I'm trying to redeem in my life today. It's the unedited moments, folks. It's the moments that you don't think are important. That is everything about life that God is calling us into today. Will you listen to what he's saying in this passage? Let's stand and pray together and reflect on how we can begin To do the little things. Tell someone next to you, do the little things. Tell them again, remember the little things. Remember to take out the garbage for your spouse. Remember to do the dishes, even though no one wants to. And remember to share the remote, that's critical. Would you lift your hands with me to the Lord today? Jesus said to his disciples, as my father has loved me, so I have loved you. It's the little things. And where we find the love of God and see the face of God. So today, will you come to the Father and be loved? remember it wasn't just the crucifixion that one moment he understands the humdrum life we live in and the story we live in and he seeks to enter every aspect of our lives from when we're brushing our teeth 
to where we're shutting our eyes and going to sleep. Because he, he wants to be involved in the little things. So come to the Father today, wherever you might be. Let's make this our prayer. Before the world began. the world began. You are on his Every tear you cry, every tear you cry, is precious in his eyes. Is precious in his eyes. Because of his great love, because of his great love, he gave his only son. He gave his only son. Everything was done. Everything was done. So you were so before you this afternoon this beautiful day in the day in the sun out in the park we thank you that little things matter to you even our little doubts even the little things that are bothering us thank you for being attentive every area of our life, especially the humdrum areas, especially the spaces we want to fast forward. But consider this, Jesus spent 30 years in obscurity, in mundane life. So he knows what it's like to live a normal life. So will you today, rather than make grand gestures, say, God, I'm going to completely give you my life. Because you normally don't, even when people say that. I see people go, okay, I'm going to give you my whole life next week. Uh, no. Not that one, not that one. <laughs> so how about we start 
in bite-sized pieces. You know, like I like those bite-sized Snicker bars. Much easier to read. Let's start with the small things. Rather than saying, God, take over my whole life, how about God, once you come into my mundane everyday life, begin to walk with me, begin to speak to me, begin to lead me. Let's start there. And then let's see what happens. Let's pray together. Let's bow our heads for the benediction. And then we'll go right into eating. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and forevermore. All God's people say, Amen. God bless you. Enjoy the day in the sun. Hi everyone, my name is Minyoung. I'm a member here at 180 Church and we're so glad that you were able to attend today's service with us. Um, there are a few community news that I'd like to share with you all. The first announcement is about our tithes and offering. We want to remind all of our members here at 180 Church to keep God in the center of your life, which includes your finances. You guys can do so through the online payment method shown on the screen. You can give through Venmo at Church 180, Zelle and Chase QuickPay at offering at 180church.tv, or if PayPal is your preferred method of giving, you can head over to our website at 180church.tv where there is a link to donate through PayPal. Our next announcement is about our prayer text hotline at 180 Church, which is available on text at 5397prayer and also via email at prayer at 180church.tv. This is a resource for everybody and especially during this difficult time where we need some prayer and support, there is a prayer team that's ready to help you and to pray for all the requests that you may have. Um, if your prayers have been answered, you can also share them on the text hotline and we can celebrate the good news together. Next up is about small groups at 180 Church. These are smaller pockets of our community that meet on a weekly basis where we can dive a little bit deeper into the word and share how the message from that Sunday uh, spoke to us. We have a few different groups that are all meeting virtually now. And if you're not currently connected with the group, you can reach out to Pastor Billy at the email shown on the screen and he can get you plugged in into a group for you. On the topic of community, we also have a number of different social media handles and channels where you can follow us, like us, and love us during the week. We have a Tumblr page at 180BRG where we post a chapter of the Bible a day so you can read through the Bible with us. We also have a Facebook page at 180 Church. Dr. Sammy, our head pastor here at 180 Church, has a Twitter handle at Dr. Sammy Kim. We also have a YouTube channel at 180 Church NYC, where I'm sure most of you guys are watching us right now. And we also have two different Instagram pages at 180 Church and also at 180 BRG, where there are really encouraging posts and verses that get shared there. So I hope you guys will follow us there and be encouraged. We also have the 180 Church podcast with Dr. Sammy and friends, where you can tune into a conversation and a dialogue that goes into goes into the word a little bit deeper with Pastor Lydia and Joe Lu, who's a member of our community here. It's always a great time just listening to them um, converse about how the message has spoke to them and has impacted them, and you can see how it can do the same for you. We also have a virtual 180 Cafe on the Discord app where you guys can come hang out at any time in different groups on different channels. And it's an easy way to stay connected with the community and also check in with one another. 
As you might have seen on our social media channels, we launched a care package delivery service called 180 Cares. And this is a great way to um, show appreciation and love to the people in our lives that, mean, that may need some encouragement. If you'd like to send one of these boxes or just want to learn more, you can go check out our website at 180church.tv slash 180cares. And lastly, if you've been blessed by our Sunday worship led by Pastor Lydia, you can visit the 180 Church Studios on Spotify, iTunes, and SoundCloud. Here you'll find a playlist of all the worship songs we feature every Sunday, and it's perfect for when you want to immerse yourself in worship during the week. That's all of our community news. Once again, we want to thank everyone for joining us this Sunday, and we hope to see you again soon. Bye.